Hello everyone, welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Co. here as always with my co-host Aaron Co. What's up? Today is Wednesday, February 24th. Got a packed show today. Um, had some technical difficulties last week, so that's why there wasn't an episode. But that should mean we got a, you know, uh, a longer one today. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, you know, we always have to start this show on a somber note, unfortunately. So, uh, unfor- you know, um, this is last week news, but Vincent Jackson passed away in his hotel. It came out that he apparently was dealing with severe alcoholism and, you know, um, I guess the only positive out of this is his brain is being donated for CTE research. 38 years old, just tragic. You know, um, the only thing I'm going to really say about this is if you know someone that has an issue, uh, you know, grow a pair and, and talk to him about it or, or intervene and help them because it, it gets bad. So And go by what you see, not what just by what they say. Because I think somebody checked on him and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. But you can tell. Like you can see on someone's face, so dig dig deeper, and you know thoughts to his family, and um, I'm sure they'll find all kinds of stuff with that brain, no question. Yeah. All right, so Tiger, uh, you know this was massive news yesterday. He is awake, responsive, and recovering. He had surgery on his right leg after a one vehicle rollover accident. Apparently. I just saw a headline saying the car he was in might have saved him. That was definitely a press release from the car company, probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he had to get extracted with the jaws of life. So that's always a scary situation. But it's good to hear he's, he's good. You know, I, you just hope that it has nothing to do with <clears throat> maybe some substance abuse just based off his past. And, you know, now he has a kid that he's, he's old enough to golf with and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, you just hope that he's fine and you assume his career is probably done, but you never know. So it's tough. You know, so I, I did watch that, that documentary that's out. Um, and I felt a little bit like I needed to take a shower after watching it. (laughs) It was very personal. It wasn't something that he was a part of. Um, it was interesting and they had a lot of really cool video clips, but it basically dug into, you know, his, his father's life and affairs and his affairs and on and on and on. But the, you know, a couple of things that I pulled out of it were, you know, it was 2017 that his car was sitting on the side of the road with him in it. And the cops, you know, asked him, Hey, do you know where you're going? He's like, or do you know where you are? He's like, actually, no. Um, he was very out of it. They said, where are you headed? He's like, oh, I was going down to Orange County, but he was in Florida. He was talking about going somewhere in California. Like he was like gone. If you, you know, Google the photos, you know, yeah. it's like, whoa, uh, he was gone. So, but then he comes back and he wins the 2019 masters, which is amazing. He hadn't won a major for, I think over 10 years. Um, he'd gone through all this personal stuff, a couple of substance issues that are, you know, it's hard to say exactly what happened. Um, so that even that documentary ended on this high note of, Hey, he's back. And, you know, so I just hope I, so that's why everyone's first thought though was, Oh man, you know, he must've been on something, but you know, people still do crash cars. I, I, you know, yeah, I just hope he can, like you said, you know, I hope he can play golf with his kid. I don't know that he's going to be able to do it at a high level on a pro golf course. We're talking rods and staples and pins and, you know, 
Uh, he's he's going to be setting off metal metal detectors at the airport. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. It's, it's always sad to see. I had kind of flashback to Kobe when I first the first thing I saw. Uh-huh. Actually, the first thing I saw was a highlight of him. Sorry, I'm rambling on and on, but um, the first thing I saw was someone said this was just yesterday, and they showed him, and I think it might have been D Wade or someone. I I hope I'm not wrong about that. And he looked happy and was having fun. Yeah. On the course. Um. You know, and I'm, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, he must be dead. Like, mm. that's why somebody is yeah. saying this was just yesterday. Right, right, right. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, scary. I mean, you a lot just. Of layers to it. Yeah, you know, especially considering his age and his injury history. Yeah, I mean, you just hope that he's just functionally okay. I mean. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Moving forward. Uh, Honestly, just some more. Just devastating, sad news. Uh, Kevin Mather. So, I mean, you've you've definitely heard of this already, and if you haven't, I mean, just we'll explain it to you right now, I suppose. But so, you know, former uh, CEO just went on was Bellevue Rotary Breakfast Club and talked like he was talking to his buddy, and that and like no one would hear it. Yeah. And it it was insane hearing him talk like this. Yeah. Like, you know people are watching, right? But this is, you know, well, first of all, Jeff Passan uh, also tweeted, uh, Mariner CEO Kevin Mather has resigned, which got a lot of love uh, for Mariners <laughs> fans. But, yeah, so he did resign, but we'll, we'll talk about, you know, before the, well, the events leading up to that. So, all right. Jeff Passan tweets, The shame of Kevin Mather's assessment of the Seattle Mariners team he runs isn't that he said it out loud. It's that he believes everything he said, the bigotry, the falsehoods, the mistreatment, and the insults. So this is, a, you know, there's a snippet here on screen from the article. And I won't read the whole thing, but really I'll just hit on the big notes of um, basically shitting on Hisashi, Hisashi Iwakuma for needing a translator. And I do want to talk to you about your take on that. Um, mm-hmm. But because you have a kind of a special take <laughs> or a special uh, perspective on that. But yeah. he also belittled our, you know, our up and coming star, two of our up and coming stars in yeah. Julio Rodriguez saying that he doesn't speak good English either when he actually does. And also it's, a, he's like 20 and it's his first year in America. So fuck you for that. Um, you know what? I don't even need to say he speaks good English because I don't care. Yeah, true. That's Can he hit point. a baseball? Yeah, yeah. So I don't care. It's yeah. almost insulting yeah. for us to sit here and say, oh, yeah, he speaks good English. And, you know, there's an old Chris Rock, but he speaks so well. <laughs> you know, he's so well spoken. doesn't fucking matter at all. Um, that being said, he does speak good English. That being said, he does. I've so. heard a lot of reporters say he's worked hard on it. He does English things on he like on Twitter. Yeah, he called his mom yeah. um, and and called her all excited when he did his first full interview in English. Yeah, he was wow. super happy and proud yeah. of it. He's yeah, tried hard. So just, come on, dude. And then belittles his other star for, uh, and we'll talk about Kellenic and his contract yeah. stuff in a minute here. Good but. Lord. Um, so many like he just like blasted everybody he blasted but... everyone of value to the franchise right now yeah also blasted kyle seager saying he's overpaid and he just said this is going to be his last year in the franchise and instantly when i hear this is going to be this person's last year of the franchise i think of fucking jerry Krause on the bulls uh, and i know this isn't you know the mariners no. already suck yeah but um 
I just I I every time someone says that in an organization, it ends up bad. It just yeah. always does. So I'm glad he's gone. And uh, but yeah, with with uh, you know, with I guess we'll kind of go in depth on each thing here, um, starting with Iwakuma and and the translator. So he was bitching about having to pay <laughs> 75k for a translator, which is a just a con- every Japanese every Asian born player has one pretty much to my knowledge. I mean, not every, but a lot of them do a lot of, um, I mean, not as many Latin players do because there's a lot of other Spanish speakers in the league. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but the interesting, the funny thing I, I tweet I saw was two of the most popular players in franchise history are a Japanese player that needed a translator and a young prospect learning to speak English and make his way in America, obviously being Felix and Ichiro. Now, I don't know if we've even explicitly said this on the show, but you, you know, reported on the Mariners. Yeah. And, you know, you got to sit there and watch Ichiro and, well, his translator talk. So you have, you have uh, not complained at all about the fact that he had a translator, but you did complain about the fact that the translator (laughs) just fucking sucked and he just didn't give all the answers. So, do we yeah. know if Hisashi Iwakuma's translator is good? I don't know. No, but seriously, yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I'm not obviously not yeah, defending yeah, yeah. Kevin Mather, but, um, but yeah. So, what's your take on this translator thing? Because you know more than I do. Yeah. So, you know, I always felt I think the the people that the issue that people had with Ichiro sometimes is he I I think a lot of people felt like he used used that to keep the media at arm's length because it's like, is it really worth him going to talk to him and have to you know you know, listen to the translator. Like you're not having a, you don't feel like it's a real conversation. Um, had I, I actually really thought about, um, learning, really learning Spanish so I could communicate better with, especially minor league players. So usually by the time they get to the majors, it's, I, you know, they can all speak, you know, they speak so well. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing with Ichiro is he would, Someone would ask a question and go through the translator, and he just gives this big long answer, and then, uh, and then you know the translator would be like, he says yes, that is true, <laughs> and you're like, dude, I know he said, I don't know any Japanese, but I know he said more than four words. Is that five words? Whatever it is, <laughs> um, but but it definitely was a buffer, and it was interesting with Ichiro too because. So, in t- you know, I covered the team some in 2000 before he was there. And then in 2001, the first time I cover a game, there's like, there are, there's a, there's like 50 Japanese media, like added to the normal, you know, the, the, the normal level of media. But there are people from Japan that came to Seattle and they were there all season. And for, for year I dwindled a little bit, but. Like there was a whole a whole separate section of media yeah. that and anyway, so it was just a fascinating thing. I but. wonder if I, I don't know how you could find this out. I wonder if the quotes in the Japanese articles were much more in depth from Ichiro. Like I wonder if they got way if you were to translate them directly. I, I wonder. Would think. I wonder if like oh shit, this article is way better in just in nature, just because. Ichiro gives us, you know, such a better answer in Japanese than the translator does in English. Yeah, they definitely got. I'm sure they they got a lot more quotes, a lot more quality quotes because most g- great quotes come from a conversation. They don't come from you ask one question and they they give you the answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see that, but it's rare. Usually, it's 
you know, you just, you're digging deep and getting and, you know, building a relationship over time, but you didn't really feel that way. Like you were connected to Ichiro when you, when you were a reporter in there, like yeah. you're, it's just sort of, Oh, I gotta go, gotta go get my Ichiro quote that I can, hopefully I can find something serviceable that I can put in there. But I, I never, I think that's part of why Seattle didn't embrace him in some ways. Like they did. Part of it was the team sucked after his rookie year, basically. But, but, you know, they didn't feel a deep connection to him because he was never really talking to, you know, Seattle fans for the most part. So, um, but yeah, as far as, you know, Hey, if, if, you know, yeah, bring me another hall of famer that never speaks English, bring, you know, bring me a yeah. couple of those guys. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Julio hit the baseball. I don't care if you, you can tell me to fuck off in whatever language you want. <laughs> if you hit the baseball, I'm going to be a, hey, I'll buy your Jersey. And the crazy thing is he won't tell you to fuck off. He's no. a nice kid. Yeah, like he's a good guy. He's yeah, a good yeah. guy. And, and, yeah. uh, I mean here we'll just, well, he's not boring. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, when, when you have, when you have your star player or what's supposed to be your star player, your yeah. star prospect coming up, tweeting the Michael Jordan. And I took that personally meme yeah. with yeah. his face photoshopped on it. You have a fucking issue. And I mean, obviously that issue is, well, that very specific issue is gone. You know, I don't know, yeah. you know, organizationally up at the top there it might not all the way be gone well there, there's a couple couple things and i i bet he's thinking more not even about the the language thing i think he's thinking that stanton said i'm not going to be up until 2022 or 2023 yeah. yeah you know yeah i'm I'm sure he's thinking i'm gonna break in this year yeah and you know and here's the thing so i i wish i could remember where i heard this i don't even remember if it was a comedian but but someone it was a uh, you know, a black person talking about the use of the N word. So if someone says, says the N, if the N word sleeps, slips out, it doesn't slip out. It means they use it. Their friends probably use it or their family. Like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're, they're using it conversationally. And I've always thought about that a lot with a lot of things. So when somebody says something and they're like, Oh, I didn't mean to say that. There's a lot, a lot behind that. Mm -hmm. So when this stuff comes out about service time and I'm like, and the, he was so comfortable when he said all these things, I'm like, they're, they're talking about this in the office. Mm -hmm. Like this is, they're all thinking this. That was my thought. Like That's... it ain't just him. They can, they can say this doesn't reflect the views of the organization, but that didn't just slip out. He went on for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one little side comment that went awry. This yeah. is a, a, I believe it's an organizational philosophy in, in some of these things. Well, and uh, th this is an interesting conversation because is it an, is it an organizational thing or is it a league wide thing? That too. Now yeah. the, the MLBPA, I believe Josh Donaldson is the president or he spokesperson. I don't know. He's, he's high up. He put out a statement, something along the lines of this just, I mean, it's yeah. this just, he's comfortable talking about it with some random dude, obviously this means he, he would be comfortable talking about it with other executives, which I think is a fair assumption. And we see service time manipulation all the time. I mean, yeah. Chris Bryant was the big one, right? Yeah. It was Chris Bryant. Um, and I mean, we're going to see it with Julio and Kellenic. We already have. And right. uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, back, back to Kellenic. So he had this six year deal on the table yeah. and he, bet on himself yes in not taking that now 
I don't like the whole bet on yourself thing. I think it's ballsy, and I'm not. I'm not gonna go out right there outright and just say it's stupid because, you know, I mean, I spent a lot of money on this fucking podcast set. Like in a way, I'm betting on myself. So, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna go out there and say everyone that bets on themselves getting a large contract soon um, is stupid. But also, it's tough to say like that's a good decision at the same time. You can't. You never know. Yeah, you never know. In baseball. You never know. So I'm so basically I'm having complete non take with the fact that he didn't take this contract. I'm I'm saying I'm what I'm gonna say is good for you, like for having that confidence, and that actually gives me more confidence in him. Um, just the fact that he's willing to to bet on himself like that. But do do we think that the reason maybe his service time was manipulated was because he didn't take that contract in some sort of vendetta like move? from the front office. This is a tricky one because first of all, baseball is very different than the other sports. Just the way, you know, some the top guys do get some pretty nice signing bonuses, but it's not like the NBA or, or the NFL where if you draft in the first round, you're, you're making life changing money, maybe generational money, even in some cases, baseball, you know, they, they get a signing bonus, depends on where you're drafted and what your leverage is. And then they make, they don't make a whole lot at first. So you're, you know, so a guy, the first baseman, Evan White, you know, signs a deal. It's like, what was it? Six years, 24 million um, plus a couple option years. So if he, if, if he actually learns to hit a baseball, which I'm very <laughs> skeptical of, yeah, um, then he, you know, um, then he will be, drastically underpaid if he continues to suck like he did last year then good decision Mm -hmm. like he just made you just you know you're making 24 million guaranteed yeah good good deal bro but but what if he what if he's like a a perennial all-star level player for the next three years now he's should be making 20 million a year instead of yeah 20 million over x number of years so with kellenic where does he fall? Because you don't know. The guy has played twenty games over single A baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to be good. Really, he looks good. He I hasn't mean, played in a in a major league game yet. Especially, especially it, with baseball. Dustin Ackley was going to be good. Especially with baseball, you we never I know. Mean, we say, yeah, you know, we say it all the time. You know, having the number one pick in baseball is the least valuable pick out of all the you know, the major sports and, and not just from high school to college and college to the minors, but like single A to double A and double A to triple A and triple A to the majors. There's the jumps get bigger and bigger and bigger once you get to those upper levels. And then once you get to that MLB level, it's just a complete unknown. And some of these guys perform better than they ever have in the majors. Yeah. And it's insane, and no one knows why. But, um, you know, it, it, it just it creates an interesting conversation of when is it worth it to bet on yourself? And obviously it's a case-to-case basis, and the people that it works out for, you're going to say, well, it was worth it for them. And the people it doesn't, you're going to say, well, it wasn't for them. But, um is it worth it for a baseball player to do it? Like, is it really worth it? I don't know, man. It's hard. When you have that much money on the table and you haven't yeah. taken a swing and you haven't seen a pitch in the majors yet? Yeah, I uh, 
I, I probably, I'm sure there are a lot of guys that never made it in the majors that are like, give, give me a six year deal right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have had that on the table. Mm -hmm. The Mariners are doing it because they're like, obviously they're doing it because they're, they're like, well, we can throw 24 million at Evan White. But maybe we'll save two hundred million by doing this. Mm -hmm. That's that's their philosophy. Um, so they're you know, um, and if you're a team that's willing to spend a ton of money, that's not a bad philosophy at all. Yeah, no, it's it's I don't smart. Know if the I mean, are though. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, they're and then you know, so they can then when Evan White when his contract comes up, they can just let him go somewhere else, and he'll be you know thirty years old, and they mm -hmm. will have gotten him cheaply so it's an interesting strategy um you know we'll we'll see how that works but with Kellenic, you know i don't know i mean they here's the thing with him they could have finessed him saying we're going to start you out in triple a you haven't played much you know we didn't have our, a season last year that's part of this too there was no there's nowhere for these guys if you weren't in the majors there's nowhere for you to play which is why we were saying just pull the fuckers up and just yeah. Tell them these are no pressure hacks. Yeah. You, no one will like, we will not even consider these stats in any negotiations. Like just bring them up for some no pressure playing time in a COVID season where, you know, you're not making the playoffs, even though they were kind of close for a while. Fucking weird. But, um, you know, you're not making the playoffs. So why are you just letting these guys just rust up and just sit there and not do shit? And then, you know, a guy like Evan White too, they, I mean, I'm sure they would have loved to have. Hey, let's just go down to AAA for a couple weeks. Yeah, regather, you know, and then and then we're gonna bring you back up. They couldn't. I mean, they can't send you down to the fucking training site where you're playing. You know what playing scrimmages are like? It's not. It's not real. Like nobody. It's not. You real. try, and yeah. the coach says, "Take this. Pretend like it's a real game." But it just isn't. It's not. It's just not. not the same thing. Simple. These guys are competitors. They know when they're actually competing. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but the service time thing to me. Um, they've, they've got to just tear that up out of yeah. the contract. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what to, I, maybe it's like where, if you're drafted here, this is when you're a free agent or when you, um, or do it by age. I don't know. They got to figure out another way. Cause it's just creating more and more bitterness. I'll tell you what, Ken Griffey jr. Is not wearing a Seattle Mariners hat in the hall of fame right now if they had done that to him yeah and they could have they could have they they prop maybe they you know some might at the time said they should have like hold him down he's 19 years old um, i don't know so why do you know why this even is a thing how is it supposed to benefit anyone other than just fuck over well, the players in theory in theory you 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 know you keeping you know, guys are in the minor leagues they're not making a whole lot and then when they become a major leaguer that's when the clock starts. Yeah. Um, and you know, so then that's when they become a free agent. Now, some guys aren't a free agent till they're almost 30 years old. Right. Okay. Some guys it's when they're 22, if they, you know, if they signed out of high school and yeah. go right yeah. to the majors. So, um, so, but it goes by when you get called up mm -hmm. or number of games. I wish I, I don't remember the exact formula now. But if you hold a guy like the Chris Bryant deal, they held him down, and you know, a week after the clock, you know, he get they get another year. Yeah. You know, and I, I get it because would I rather a guy goes to arbitration for a couple years and I'm paying him, you know, market just not even not market value, yeah. but the yeah. average of the top whatever players, uh -huh. or do I want to have to commit 
200 million 300 million to him Mm -hmm. you know yeah you want that you want to push that kick that as far down the road as you can but they just need to i would you know if if i don't know how to do it either if you play x number of games in in a major league season then that counts and i mean a small like if you play 50 games you were needed that year you know yeah yeah i mean if you if you I mean, there's a bunch of ways they could do it. I don't know, but, but yeah, I would hold every play. I would, I would, unless it's a Tatis or yeah. a Griffey. Well, speaking of Tatis, Kellenic is looking at this deal he just got. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 14 years, 340 million, uh, as announced by Jeff Passan. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So Kellenic you're seeing... might sign that or he may never sign anything. We don't know. That's the thing. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if Tatis ever had a bet on yourself type situation. I don't actually, I don't know. I'm not familiar with really his career arc, but you know, I mean, I, I understand what Kellenic is, you know, I understand you see that, you see that money and, and you think if I can get that, I'm going to take the chance. But one, one of the Mather things too is, you know, Evan White's a good guy. He signed the contract. Oh Kellenic yeah. Didn't sign the contract. Yeah. And now Kellenic has come out and his agent has come out today and said that they basically said, if you would have, you know. If you sign this, this is you know a year mm-hmm. ago. If you sign this deal, you'll you'll come up. If you don't, you're not coming up. Yeah. And of course, the Mariners are denying mm-hmm. that, but there's probably they probably hinted at it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. So what a uh, just you know typical of 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 the franchise. I don't of know course. why. Yeah. I when when this news first broke about this thing, I'm like. I don't. I should not be a fan of this franchise anymore. Like, I need to go buy another ba- team's baseball hat today. God, I know. That's where I was at. You it's, know, it's one of those things where, when, when the people at the top consistently fail you so much, are you li- like, as a fan, are you? Is it okay if you just leave? I mean, when yeah. is it okay? What's the line? I f- I feel like the Mariners have crossed the line with this. Where I won't blame Mariners fans if they leave. Yeah. I remember a guy years ago, he was a Bengals fan, and mm-hmm. he put on eBay. He put his fandom on eBay Oh, or my something. God. I saw the same thing with a Knicks fan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It was like, or I, it was, you know, so he became, I think, a Steelers fan or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, know, but uh, it's the Nick, hard. The Knicks fan got flown out for a Lakers game <laughs> and, like, became a Lakers fan. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's hard. Like, we need to see that I don't I don't need I I know that how hard it is to win mm-hmm. but I need to see that your goal is to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't I, the Seahawks I believe they are trying to win championships. Mm-hmm. They may fuck it up. Yeah. A lot, but they tr- they've been trying since since uh, Paul Allen bought the team. They've been trying to win they're, they they want to win the championship every that, year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Storm wants to win, expects to win, have one. Um, the Sounders expect to win. They have one, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the Mariners, that's not, that's not you know where what? they're at. I'm going to put the offer out there. If, uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to fly me out to a game of, you know, uh, hit me up with the offer and I'll tell you if I approve the team. Cause I'm not joining like the Marlins or some <laughs> shit. So if it's, you know, there will be probably a list of 
10 to 12 teams that I will approve. And uh, just hit me up if you're willing to fly me out for a game this year. I will switch fan bases. So you have like a no, a no trade clause. I do have a no trade sign off and there's a list of teams that you won't go to. Yeah, for sure. It's not being disclosed. By the way, I said years ago and luckily we're not dealing with this with the Seahawks. I said years and years ago that if I had to join one fan base, it'd be the bills. And that would be paying off right now. If I, if I had to make that jump, which I'm, I'm glad I didn't, but um Man, we, yeah what's the baseball equivalent of you know i hell i might just do it right now if I can, <laughs> yeah tell me what the equivalent is i might buy a damn hat right now yeah and just, <laughs> yeah i'm this this close yeah Mariners. all right uh, well let's let's talk about some good mariners news pitchers and catchers report and uh big maple's back so yeah. it's fun you know got them on a team-friendly deal sounded like they weren't going to at first and then they got shit on for it and it seems like twitter bullied them into doing it so well, you know, to the Kevin Mather thing again, they they let that sit for for a day and a half, yeah. And they're like, maybe this will go away, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's not gonna go away. Oh, I guess it's we, not. I guess we better get him out of here. That's kind of the Paxton thing. It's yeah. like, oh, maybe people will stop suggesting it, but no, it's a good deal for him and the Mariners. I mean, he's he's gonna make eight million bucks. Um, you know, he's got another shot. If he had a good year, he's mm-hmm. got a shot at a big, a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, for the Mariners, hey, if he pitches well, they trade him and get more prospects. Yeah. If he gets hurt, they've got the guys that you're manipulating the service time yeah, of yeah. ready to come up and uh-huh. take his spot. So, uh-huh. and it's, you know, $8 million in baseball dollars isn't like, it's not a huge amount. It's not. And once again, Trevor Bauer is making more than like, like 10 franchises payroll yeah. this year. Yeah. So it, baseball, like, People don't realize eight like saying eight million dollars is a team friendly deal or not. It's all fucking made up fantasy money. Yeah, it's yeah. all monopoly money. Yeah, they can decide whatever the fuck they want to pay them, and yeah. it won't matter. Yeah. So it like like this idea of like a team friendly like every deal is a team friendly deal because they're <laughs> on the team. So it's yeah. like you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And. I some Mariner fans actually didn't like that they're spending eight million dollars, and I'm like. Dude, they ain't your beer ain't gonna be a dollar cheaper. What? Well, yeah. If, if they don't sign him, like they, you know, the parking isn't gonna be any cheaper because, like our buddy said, I can get away with charging forty dollars for parking. He I said can I get can away. get. A, he literally yeah. said I can get away with it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So don't worry about what they're spending because they're gonna charge you every penny that they feel that they can. I no I had to reread that is. four times to make sure like that this wasn't a leaked <laughs> quote from a private conversation. Yeah. And this was the same conversation as the the other shit. But yeah. It's crazy when you dig through and just the he he fucked with the commissioner, mm-hmm. the umpires, mm-hmm. all the players, mm-hmm. historical players. Yeah. Like he just like it's amazing the number of guys this guy crapped on. I don't on. know and we'll talk about Stanton later but like I I don't know, man. Like, how do you just let this guy stay and promote him? And it's it's just oh wild. Gosh. But thank you. Right. Oh yeah, more later, more later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about let's talk about this Duke freshman. This is really really old news at this point, but um, we just want to talk about it. So Jalen Johnson has opted out for the remainder of the season. Quitter. People are arguing over whether he's a quitter or quitter. not. So uh, go ahead. What what do you think? He's a quitter. He's a quitter. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Um obviously 
a lot of people are, you know, oh, well, you know, he's playing for free and um, Duke education ain't free, by the way. Uh, you know, look it up. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to go to Duke. Um, but here's the thing. Even if you say, oh, he's, you know, he's not making anything. The coach is making all the money, blah, 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 blah. He got he's got teammates that he's quitting on. You know, I know they haven't had a great season, but what if they could make a run in the turn in the ACC tournament and and get to get to the tournament and win a couple of games, you know, with his help? He just walked out on his teammates and said, "I'm I'm more important than you." You know, I I I just I don't know. I don't I I know I'm not in that situation, but I don't know that I could look myself in the mirror even if I'm holding handfuls of money. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to be that kind of person, quite frankly. So I, he's a quitter. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think ultimately just staying, obviously you just, you just, uh, avoid this whole whirlwind, but, Mm -hmm. um, I thought that I thought like this whole thing was supposed to be a business. So it's a, it's a business when, um, when Duke can just make as much money as they want off this kid. It's a business when, and I know this is different when you get to the NBA, it's a business when NBA teams can just trade a player, um, who, you know, has given however, you know, his all to his community and stuff. But when a player wants to get traded, when a player sees that coach K has quit on his team, when a player sees that coach K is bitching out student reporters and they, you know, at, at best they're making the NIT this year. Um, I don't blame him at all. His body is worth millions of dollars at this point, and he's months away from being drafted and making millions of dollars. And and even the slightest ability of him to lose some stock on that, I think, just it's not worth him playing. But I mean, even if he gets hurt, he's still getting drafted. You know, there, man, you, you know that there's a difference. What if you slide out of the lottery? That's a big, there's a lot of money you lose there. Are you that, are you that scared? Are you that scared? Now I get, I, you know, yeah, I know the, the coaches leave, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But he walked out the door on, on, on his boys. I just can't. His I'm not boys. Okay with that. He's he's a freshman. What do you mean his boys? They've been. How play- long has he known him? They've for? spent every day together for the last year. Since he got out of high school, he's been there. They've been they've been hanging out. They've got no one else. They if can they're hang his out boys, with. they're happy for him. They say good. If they're really his boys, they'll say I'm sure good. That, I'm make sure your that, money. I'm sure they are. But I. I could not walk out on my guys like that. Well, what I will say is if he just, like, didn't even say shit to him and it just came out and that's when they learned, then that's bullshit and, like, you know, that's on him. But if he, you know, if as long as he didn't walk out like a total douche to his teammates, it's like he's worth money. Like, his, he could buy insurance. Like, he could take out million-dollar policies on his do that. arm. Like... Or if you don't want to play, then don't sign up to play for the season. Just don't don't do it. Like just go go play overseas or or you know just sit out the year and work out and you know just don't don't sign up to play for a year if you're you know if you're just gonna walk out. I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand the argument of playing overseas because guys like Lamelo have proven that you can actually improve your draft stock going overseas so i understand that argument but just sitting out for a season his draft stock would have gone down um and i just i mean 
Also, keep in mind, this dude's a freshman in college. Like, he's young. He's two years younger than me. This is a kid that um, I, I don't know where he comes from, what his situation was. But also, I see people calling this kid a coward and stuff. It's like, I think calling him a quitter. I, what? You call he's, him a, He's afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. You're calling him a coward? A little bit, yeah. It's cowardly to call him a coward. How? <laughs> how? It's cowardly to call him a coward. Oh, I might get, I might get hurt. Yeah, you, yeah. Everybody might get hurt. Your all your other teammates might get hurt, too. Yeah, like, and they don't stand to make millions. Of, you can't just call this kid. He's twenty. What is he? Twenty years old. He stands to make millions of dollars. He's a twenty-year-old kid. and You're calling him a coward. Even Jalen McMillan pretended to play at least. Jalen McMillan. I don't know who Jalen McMillan oh, is. Sorry, but... that's that's a UW. That's a UW receiver. <laughs> My bad. McDaniel. McDaniel. But yeah, J- Jaden McDaniel. Whatever. <laughs> who the hell? Jalen McMillan, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I think you're going to be a fantastic wide receiver yes. for the Huskies. Yes. You, I would never put you in the category with with Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. Um, but even he, why and why did he finish the season? Like you know, I don't know. Um, I don't like it. Here's the thing, though. I, I you can solve this by, uh, you know, they should just call it the shit or get off the pot rule. Mm-hmm. So I love what they do in baseball. If you're going to go to a D1 university, you're there for three years. Mm-hmm. Or you can go straight to the pros out of high school. Those are your options. So a kid like this could say, okay, I'm going pro. And pro yeah. could mean dra- NBA, I'm here if you want to draft me. Or it could mean I'm going to go overseas for for a year or two or, or however long I need to to you know, get my draft stock up. But – I the one and done thing, I don't like it. Rarely do those players really help a team all that much. You know, there's the Carmelo Anthony's of the world and the Anthony Davises of the world yeah. that are that are but those are like ridiculous talents. Like Yeah, I mean every one and done is not the same. You know, Jaden McDaniel McDaniels did very little for that team. Isaiah Stewart helped the team. College legacies are built off multi-year careers. Yeah. Like three years, three-year careers. Yeah. I mean, look, If you look at teams that make it to the Final Four, rarely are they led by a one-and-done. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're – but even Kentucky, like, they haven't, you know – usually they have a couple of experienced players. Mm-hmm. What's interesting and, is most of the most iconic players in college history – are not the most iconic players in NBA history. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, the really talented guys that are going to be the greats in the NBA aren't there for long enough to build those legacies in, in college. And I think having essentially the guys that are talented enough to be a one and done either have them in the G League, and that makes the G League a good product now. If you have all the one and done guys in the G League, G League's all of a sudden a good product worth worth watching. And also, if yeah. you don't have one and done guys in college, now you're building up legacies of these guys, and you have your Christian Leitners and your JJ Reddicks, all these people that have some time to build up a legacy. Yeah, and it's good for the game. It's not you don't necessarily want the NBA greats to also be the college greats. I don't. That's not necessarily what you they want. Don't, they don't have to be the same thing. No, no. Yeah. It's nice to have memories of guys like Trent Richardson. I mean, when you think of Trent Richardson, you think bust. But guys like Denard Robinson, remember him from at Michigan? Yeah. Like, it's really nice to have memories of guys like that for football. Or, 
you know, like I, I mean, J.J. Redick has had a great career, but a, a star like J.J. Redick, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so different, you know. Obviously, back in the, in the, you know, basically pre '90s or even you know maybe turn of the century, guy, you know, most players played two or three years in in college. You know, Jordan played three years in college. I mean, that's absurd, mm. absurd to think that he would do that now. Oh, there's no way. Um, he would, you know, even though he didn't have a huge freshman year, um, although he did hit a game-winning shot, you know, championship-winning shot as a freshman, he didn't put up ridiculous stats, but he would still be drafted yeah. high oh, yeah. based yeah. on potential. So, yeah. you know, um, some of the greats of all time played three or four years in college mm-hmm. back in the day. Now that's not that's just not and gonna happen. His coach, I mean, back even just back then, freshman didn't get played that much. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He he was by no means on the ball as a star at all that freshman right. year, uh, mostly because of his coach, but also it was just the time. Yep, yep. So I don't know. I I just think, you know, the the one obviously one and done has been a disaster at my favorite school, University of Washington, but yeah. it's really been a disaster because. They've had nothing behind that player. Yeah, it's so weird when good they've players, been good. Terrible team. When they, yeah, when they've been good, they've had some good senior players, um, and no one and done. When they've been had one and done, they've had no good seniors, no their, good juniors. Their best years are the years with the least amount of hype. Yeah, true. Always, yep. always yep. their best years are like when I'm not when when I'm going into the year talking about Husky basketball like looking out for a couple guys to watch it never ends up good no never ends up good mm. which is weird but that's how it is in college that's it's all it's hype oh. and a lot of that's based on their you know their nba stock mm-hmm. come you know when they when they're coming out of high school mm-hmm. so but I those mean, aren't always the great like you said those aren't always the great college players the dude uh the star guard for virginia uh jerome uh what's his fucking name he, he won the national championship he's in the g league right now yeah he was their like their star point guard. He's in the he's not an NBA star by any means. He probably never will be. Yeah. Uh, and that's no fault. And like that's not shitting on him. That's just saying the college legends often aren't the NBA legends. So let's just separate the guys that are like okay, this guy is eighteen and he either should be playing with NBA players or he is definitely going to should be next year. Let's just get them. You know, let them go to Europe. Let's let's make the G League a dope product. That would be so sick if we could have college basketball with built-up programs of guys that are staying there for three years with good team basketball and you know like yeah. tight relationships. And you see a G, a bunch of G League teams where they're actually being broadcast on TV, and right. you see a guy like I mean maybe Lamelo Ball or you see a guy like Jalen Johnson, Zion, all these people. That's a good product all of a sudden. So. Yeah, and then you still it still have you still have room for guys like John Morant to become a standout in college yeah. too. So. You're gonna have plenty of those of those stories. Yeah, you're gonna miss on on uh, the Zion types, but those I mean they don't happen all that often, really. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's pretty damn rare. Usually it's usually you look at the NBA if you're a casual like I don't really watch the NBA and I don't really pay much attention to draft boards. But I'll watch the NBA draft, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? Who Mm -hmm. the fuck is that guy? It's because they average four points a game as a freshman in college. But it's all the but but they're you know they're six ten and have a you know have all the potential in the world. Here's what I'll say: Zion is an all star this year. 
no one will ever talk about his college career again from this point forward. Yeah. Now that he's an all-star in the NBA, no one will ever talk about his time at Duke again. Because no. he's, he, he's already been an all-star. Now no, you're talking be, about his legacy already. Assuming he you know keeps performing and stays healthy and all that, it'll be a, oh, he went to Duke. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like that's 10 years from now. It'll be, oh, he, oh yeah. God, he did go to Duke, didn't he? That's the only right. story from Duke that people remember is, well, two things. Darren Ravel will remember when uh, Zion's shoe broke and yeah. how it affected Nike. Not at all. And he'll still tweet about it every <laughs> single year. Um, and then also, uh, Zion did, his draft stock shot up because he was like, he was still that athletic freak, but he was supposed to be like a, a mid to late lottery. And, right. And then, so that's the only, that's the legacy of his Duke career is Zion improving his draft stock. Yeah. That is his Duke legacy. So yeah. yeah. All right. We can get off this now, but I guess while we're talking about uh, college, college stuff, let's talk about the transfer portal. So <laughs> quitters. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> the, you know, it's kind of getting crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about this in, I think, a few episodes, how, uh, well, your prediction that it was going to get crazy and then it coming true that it is getting crazy. But, I mean, let's just kind of quickly, you know, I think we've already talked about this, but a guy, a quarterback that comes in in the same class as another guy and loses the job, understandable for him to transfer. But, um, yeah, it's just getting wild. You haven't seen crazy yet. You yeah. want to see crazy? Yeah. Look in look a year from now. Okay. Because you you've had kids commit that have never been to that school, maybe you've never even been right. to that state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's it's going to be but but no, it is going crazy. I I you know, I, there's a a transport portal um uh, Twitter page. I think it's 247 sports maybe, I can't remember, that I follow and just every day boom 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 just over and over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, and I have mixed feelings because part of me believes that, you know, again, like we've said, these guys aren't being paid. And if they're not getting an opportunity, you know, maybe they should transfer. You know, um, I think one of the more blatant ones would be, oh God, who is this shitty quarterback? He's not a shitty quarterback, but for the Baltimore Ravens that won a title, big tall guy. Um, Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Yeah. So Joe Flacco was like, where was he? Pitt or somewhere? Mm -hmm. He was like third string, so he transfers to, I don't remember, Delaware? I think think it was Delaware. Delaware. I think it was. You know, and the dude ended up making $100 million. I mean, same shit, you know, Kyler, I think Kyler transferred, right? Yeah, Kyler. Kyler, Baker, Baker, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, all, all of them, all of them. <laughs> so there's a lot of stories like that, but there are also a lot of stories of, to me, of, dude, you didn't, okay, you didn't play as a freshman. Like, work your ass off and earn, you know, especially if you're a, not a quarterback. Yeah. Like, you can still get on the field and put, you can tape, find a role. put tape on. Mm-hmm. It's really quarterback and maybe, to some degree, offensive line. There's a couple yeah. spots where it's you're either, you play in every snap or you're not playing right. at all. right. But, you know, I I think there's a lot of kids that are going to be sucked into this mysterious portal <laughs> and they're never seen again. <laughs> you know, they think they think it's something's going to be better, but sometimes it's just you. you know, yeah. Sometimes you didn't do what you needed to do. Yeah. To earn that time. But I think 
yeah, it's just going to keep getting crazier. Um, I think as a fan, it's just going to be tough every year to see guys come and go. And it's just going to like, we're going to lose some connectivity to the teams that we love. Well, Um, yeah, that's, um, and we're talking about college legacies and this is, this is a part of it too. You need guys to stay in college for three years, but you need them for the most part to stay at the same school. Yeah. Unless you're a quarterback. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like, I don't know. In basketball, do you think legacies are? I think. I think the biggest legacies in basketball are more often not NBA players, while the biggest legacies in football, I feel like, usually are NBA or NFL players. Quite quite often, yeah. Especially now, I think yeah. more so. I mean, they're back in the day. Well, they have to stay more for guys. more than one year. That's what it is. If Zion True. stays for two years, he builds a legacy. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, there it is, but yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. You have to stay for three years mm-hmm. in, in, in college football. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. You know, um, I, again, I like, yeah, I kind of, you know, if a guy needs another opportunity, I, I kind of get it, but man, it's just going to get, cause now the deal is they're not going to have to sit out for a year. That was always the, what kept guys from moving so much yeah do you had to sit out a year is it worth it to sit out for a year um you know jacob eason was you know he had to make a real decision is it worth it for me to sit out mm-hmm. for a year mm-hmm. yeah uh, but now you don't so it's just yeah it's gonna be kind of a you're gonna see guys you know move move down a few pegs to get an opportunity you're gonna see guys at smaller schools that popped go to a bigger school yep you also here's the and here's my biggest concern mm-hmm. if i'm let's say i'm a four-star recruit um and i'm being offered by you know well i'll just say it I, you know i'm I, I live in i i live in washington yeah i'm being offered by u-dub and all of these in yep. alabama and ohio state and cal and yeah. whatever so previously i would have been like i see an opportunity at washington i'm gonna go there and stay home now it's like well fuck it i'll go to ohio state and if it doesn't work out i'll i can come back or i can go somewhere else so i think you're gonna see i think this is gonna benefit the bigger schools a lot now they're gonna lose depth but they're gonna they're gonna get more recruits because you're gonna see more guys take ah take a shot and try it out if it doesn't work i somewhere else yeah for sure yeah i i just i think the biggest goal in college football right now should be how do we get more teams in the mix yeah and i don't know because you think the transfer portal would help with that and you know i mean you see a team like baylor last year a bunch of their guys were transfer portal guys and uh uh matt uh matt rule was able to get all these transfer portal guys, put together a great defense, and almost make a playoff spot last yeah, year. Yeah. But it's also like you just said, where kids are just bouncing around everywhere, and there's obviously like we, you know, there's three, there's three schools in in college football. There's three. Yeah. It's Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. How do we get like a couple more schools in there to compete? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is as far as the transfer portal goes because I think it you absolutely need it to be an option for some kids, but how easy should it be? Should there be any restrictions with it? It's really tough because um, 
I don't know. You know, it seems like no matter what you do, Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama get better, like, either way. So, um, yeah. Well, and it's, you know, they used to, you know, you could petition to not have to sit out a year. But then you see Justin Fields be able to go one place and then become the starter at Ohio State the very next year. Mm-hmm. You see guys transfer a couple times. And then there's, I wish I could remember his name, but there's a player that that wanted to transfer legitimately because he wanted to be near his dying relative. Yeah. And they said no. No. But Justin Fields, yeah. Yeah. You don't have any real reason other than I want to, I feel like I want to play. I want to play quarterback. Um. But now I think that it's just going to be more of a free for all. So I, I just think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of, kind of ugly and hard to follow. And you're going to see teams hiring. You, I've already seen this. Yeah. How, yeah. You got to hire a transfer portal specialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's going to be nuts. All right. Another college football question. I haven't even seen anything about this, but I haven't really been uh, keeping up on college football stuff as of late. Could there be realignment in the Big 12 and Pac-12? That'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, so I, I actually thought about this quite a bit this morning when I should have been working. Um, <laughs> is this just a you question, or is this something that's been raised? I, I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I saw a tweet out there. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I need to remember where I who whose tweets I see so I can credit them. But yeah, we're um, small enough. It I think matter. I saw it on Wilner's page, but he was retweeting something. Right again, Wilner, Wilner uh, Hotline, Wilner Hotline, great follow if Shout you're out. if you're into Pac-12 football. Um, he's he's amazing. But uh, so the the TV, what often drives these things are TV deals. Uh, Larry Scott, one of his early swings and misses, where it looked like Texas was coming to the Pac-12. Um, whenever that was, you know, it's when Colorado and Utah came. So 2010 or whenever that was, um, Texas, it seemed to be a done deal. Like that, I didn't actually, I forgot about that. That was my understanding was it was like, yeah, they're coming. I completely, I remember that happening, but I forgot Yeah, that that was a thing. So there, you know, there's been some conversations with, with, with these things before, um, both the big 12 and, and the pac 12 have, a few schools who are very competitive and dedicated and have great fan support. And then both conferences have, you know, some, you know, like the you know, like big 12 is Kansas state. Oregon state. We've got Oregon state, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So I would love to see, I would love to see the, you know, a, a, basically you take the best of, of each conference. And oh my God. I would fucking love this you'd so have, much. It, it basically be now for the this big st- pack. The big pack, the big pack, the there big pack, the big pack, and little pack. Yeah, um, but I would love to see this. Now you would need you for this to really. You could become. This could become an SEC. Yeah, you'd need Texas to get off its ass, mm-hmm. and you need USC to get off its ass. Well, Sark is trying to poach all these Pac-12 recruits, yeah. apparently. So, yeah. does he like? Would he like this, or would he not? I think he would like it. Because he would be in those cities even more. I saw a quote that said he was out for blood. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, he's out for blood on recruiting. What does that mean? I just think he has connections because he's been a West Coast guy yeah. for a long time. What, what does out for blood mean, though? I, you know, show everybody. And I get it. I would have a chip on my shoulder, too. You know? I guess, yeah. Show everybody that you're, that you're back. And, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but, yeah, I would love to see. So... Here, here we go. Here's my, here's my big pack. Yeah. So 
in the north, and these are not in any particular order except for the last couple. In the north, or you could say north or west division, however you want to do it. Yeah. UW, Oregon, USC, UCLA. And then two of these three, and I was having trouble with this, so Utah, Arizona, or ASU. I probably would say Utah's in, and then you're choosing between Arizona and ASU. Arizona has the basketball legacy yeah, that you want. Yeah, I was... But ASU is stronger in a lot of other areas and has a better, probably a better recruiting base. So also, whatever, I don't really care. Give, yeah, give I me mean, two of those three. Yeah, whatever. And then in the the other division, you'd have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas, TCU. Oh, and I <laughs> put Baylor in there twice, and someone <laughs> else. Whatever. Oh, so Arizona or Arizona State, right? Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's true. You could move one of them to the you know they wouldn't have to be from the original big big 12 so yeah yeah okay so arizona you can stay we'll put you in the other division yeah so you know you'd lose in the you know we'd lose wazoo oregon state cal stanford colorado you know and i I, you know no disrespect to those programs but they just don't have they don't have the the big stadium and the fan support and the legacy that a lot of these other programs have um I just think, you know, if you had a conference like that, you're getting a one of those teams is going to the playoff every year even mm-hmm. if you keep it at 4. So I would love I would love to see their TV deals for both conferences come up um in about a year and a half. I would love to see something like this happen um and, you know, let some of these other schools become Boise states of the world. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I I like it. I like it. Uh, give me the big pack. Let's run like it, baby. Pack. Let's, Let's run the big yeah, pack. Hashtag big pack. It big started pack. here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that's it for the college football talk. So let's hop into some football. So this is this has been a thing for a while now. Obviously, JJ Watt got released. Yeah. The here's the odds as of February seventeenth. Okay, so a week ago. I don't know what the odds are now, but. Browns minus one twenty five is interesting because I thought Packers and Steelers were top the list, and then yeah. Bills and Bucks. Obviously, all teams that are hoping to compete for a Super Bowl, which is unsurprising. Um, I'm just excited to see where he goes. You know, I, I, he has connections to Green Bay because it's his home, and obviously the Steelers have his two brothers, so you instantly those pop out to you. But yeah, it'll just be interesting. That's all I really got on that. Yeah, it'll it will be interesting. The Browns, I maybe they have a little bit more salary cap flexibility. I'm not sure um, because they're not having to pay their quarterback quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, it's going to be really. There's going to be. I'm telling you, there's going to be some casualties of this of of the salary cap going down. Like yeah. teams are going to have to cut good players. Yeah. that are making big money. So you're going to see a flooded market. Um, so I think it's going to be tough for JJ Watt to make a lot of money this year, um, just because nobody's got it. Uh huh. Salary, you know, the salary cap is going to be a real issue, especially for good teams. So well, salary cap is a minimum of one eighty, so it's actually going up. No, 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 no. It minimum was two hundred million this year. I thought it really. Yeah. They, so here, here. I'll, let me give you the storyline here. Huh, so okay. the, uh, um. The salary cap in 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 this last season was right at about two hundred million. Okay. 
they made an agreement with the players association that the, this 2021 cap could be as low as 170. So that's oh, where you're getting that number. Okay. Okay. Um, and now it's sitting. The last I heard, they're they're talking about 182 or 183 is where they expect it to land. Okay. So they they made an they made a deal with the players association that the lowest will put it as 170. Okay. Okay. So it was gonna drop 30. Now it's gonna drop 17 or whatever. But normally it goes up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For and, sure. And, I was I was just I misunderstood that. And salary, you know, player contracts are usually written in such a way that you expect it to go up. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see. You know, you're going to see a lot of renegotiations. Yeah. You know, um, you're going to see a lot of guys just, we got to cut this guy because we got to clear room so we can have a team. It'll be interesting to see what stars decide to renegotiate and, and be, you know, I, I don't know if I would just want to say be selfless because everyone's in a different scenario, but a guy like Mike Evans said that he'd be willing to give up money to keep the team together. It'll be interesting to see if maybe a guy like Russell fucking Wilson will do the same thing, but who knows? Um, speaking well, of, you can do things like, uh, you know, say this, well, like Big Ben. Yeah, I'll give him as an example. Right. Yeah. So, he, he's has like a forty-one million dollar cap number this year, and yeah. I think nineteen of that is is guaranteed, no matter what. Yeah. Or around twenty million. So what you what you can do if you're Big Ben is sign actually a longer deal. Mm-hmm have less money due this year, but you're kicking, it's a signing bonus. You're kicking the can down the road. Like you're going to have to, you know, it's like you put money on a credit card. Eventually you got to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. But in a year like this, you may see a lot of that. Like, well, we'll just pay, we'll eat this money three years from now when we hope the salary cap is 220 million. Yeah. And uh, speaking of big Ben, he is expected to come back, which is a little surprising. Not surprised that Big Ben wants to come back, but considering, like you said, the cap stuff going on, he is a, he is a big hit this year. And um, but he is uh, Ben assured uh, Art Rooney, the president, that he is committed to coming back to help us win. And I told Ben that we would like to uh, have him back. We both understand the next step is to work out his contract situation. So it seems like a renegotiation maybe on the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see with that. The The big quarterback news, though, is Carson <laughs> Wentz getting traded to the Colts in exchange for a third and a second round pick that could change into a first depending on if Carson Wentz either plays 75% of snaps or 70% and also the Colts make the playoffs. So I think... Do we think that's going to be a first-round pick? I, I think. I think. Yeah. You might want to record. You might want to record. Okay. This. Yeah. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz will go to a Pro Bowl in the next three years. I think he's going to bounce back. Oh my god. Okay. He's got um, some weapons. He has an offensive line. They're gonna. They're gonna. He's back with his boy Frank. They're gonna. They're gonna repair some damage. Get his confidence back. This guy was a budding star. Was he got hurt and then the you know lost the, all of his confidence. The coach is a buffoon. They um didn't get him any weapons. He had nobody to throw to. An broken offensive line. He's gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna be back. I'm not saying he's not gonna be a Hall of Fame guy, but he's gonna be a you yeah. You said a Pro Bowl in the next few years. Yeah, That's he'll what you get. Said. He'll get into a Pro Bowl and even. All right. I think you were an alternate for the Pro Bowl last year. Like it's not real hard to make a Pro Bowl, but I think he's gonna be a solid, a solid guy. That pick is gonna be a second round pick. 
So what do they have to get to be a first-round pick? 75% of playtime or uh, 70% and they make the playoffs. Pick is going to be a second-round pick. Uh, yeah, they're lo- they're going to be losing that first-round pick. Wait, what? Huh? Oh, oh, you okay. I mean, the, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah, going to yeah. turn into a first-round okay. pick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, fine. I guess we agree to disagree there. <laughs> but I think, I mean, you know uh, – I don't believe in Frank Reich enough to, to fix a completely broken quarterback, a quarterback that was an MVP candidate and just turned into a terrible quarterback who couldn't like couldn't throw the ball five yards down the field accurately. And this isn't, yes, he had bad receivers. Yes, he had a bad line. This is a broken quarterback. He's done. Like, he's, he's not wow. going to be good. Hey, maybe, I mean, I, here's what I will say. I don't think he's going to be as bad. Like, he'll be serviceable. He might, you know what, he he might even be good enough to make that to to make that 75%. He may be good enough to not get benched next year. That's what I'll say. Have you but heard of, he's broken. Have you heard of Kurt Warner? Yeah, I have. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is in guy. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not, not the Seahawks running back, <laughs> but the, uh, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Did you know he played for the New York Giants? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was done, washed up, injury prone, and then all he does is go to go to Arizona. They get him some weapons. They go to a Super Bowl, and he's you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league for several more years. It's different when it's different when you like were a good quarterback for more than eleven weeks. <laughs> like you can get hot for eleven weeks. Yeah. I'm telling just having that having weapons you know what? around we're, makes we're, a world of difference. I think uh you know I don't know I mean we actually are over an hour already so we may save NFL bets for next for next week I don't know but um <laughs> when we set the ones for next year I suspect we have multiple Carson Wentz $2 oh, bets. Oh yeah. I suspect Carson Wentz will pop Prop up a couple bet times. City. Yeah. Yeah for yeah. her Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um but yeah we uh yeah we still let's see i guess we don't have a ton left to go so maybe we can't go over nfl bets what do you think up to you you're the boss oh jesus christ okay i'll (laughs) I'll decide on the fly here while we're talking but um so yeah do you got anything left with with wentz though no i just you know i i guess the big one is i'm stunned you know i i probably said it on this podcast there's no way wentz is getting traded there's no way jared goff's getting traded because the teams had to eat so much money, well, you know, so they had to eat. They take such a big dead hit when you trade the guy away to aren't, your cap. Aren't there no 20, no quarterbacks drafted in the first round since from 2009 to 2016? Yes. No first round quarterbacks are on their same yeah. team, including, it's I mean, crazy. that dates back to fucking Matt Stafford. Yeah. I mean, that's how far that goes back. Yeah. Just it's to nuts. let you know crazy so is there you pretty know, much no one in the league that was drafted yeah. in the first round at this point so is there is there a, a bubble burst with these quarterback salaries are you gonna start seeing guys getting dumped certainly we're already seeing if you sign a big deal and struggle mm-hmm. they'll they'll just eat it yeah because yeah. they you know so you know does health does russ if russell wilson has a bad year next year will he be gone like right yeah they're not gonna sit around and and pay guys 35 million dollars unless they're at the top of their game so i wonder if these quarterback contracts will will the mahomes deal be more of an it was it a sign of things to come or will that be or was that the last 
mega crazy half billion dollar deal that quarterbacks get. I'll be curious I, to see. I think this this Dak contract could also be a big indicator yeah. of whether this bubble's close to bursting or not. Cause you know, or maybe it'll be like you you poke a hole in the bubble and it slowly the air gets let out. Like who knows? Um I just feel like at some point teams are gonna find a way to convince their you know, convince the players or uh No, okay, no, let me let me reset that. I think I think teams will find a way to make it so quarterback cap will not affect the rest of the team's cap. Right. And I don't know whether that would be just a separate cap thing or, or you know I think we already talked about this on a different episode, but I think this problem there will have to be something to solve the problem. I don't think it's just gonna go away through mm. teams figuring shit out. And so. you're gonna see someone like Dak sign with a team and the team is gonna be like, Well, he'll help us get to the playoffs. Mm. You know, you're gonna see a lot of the big money is gonna end up going to guy, situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see see where that all goes. For sure. Alright. I think I'm gonna make an executive decision because there's not shit going on right now. I think uh it would be good to save the NFL bets for next week, considering we are at over uh, an hour and eight minutes already. And um Yeah, the Mariners probably won't, you know, drop another huge bomb on us, yeah. right? So Yeah, for real. So uh, you know, but here's the thing, the episode's not over though. Oh, it's not? It's not. What else do we have? <gasps> oh yeah, the Howard Schultz Clown of the Week. Speaking of Howard Schultz, I put out on this YouTube channel and my Twitter a Sonics PSA yeah. for um one of my classes, and I just I thought it, it could fit in well with some of the content. George Carl liked it. George Carl did like it. He said, yeah. well done, Mason. Yeah. So um, that's big big news right there for, for, for the sure. team. So, yeah. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to? Uh, Actually, you, I have two. I have two. You have two. All yeah. right. You, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Um, so, my, so mine is, uh, you know, obviously the Kevin Mather situation. Yeah. We already talked about him. So. He's, by the way, he gets added to, um, it's like the Howard Schultz in parentheses, also Kevin Mather, also, who, who else was it? Uh, Roger Larry, Goodell, Larry Scott. Larry Scott, yeah. Yeah. There's just yeah. guys that are just con- He gets added to the clowns, list. Kevin Mather yeah. is in the list now. So, I got to go with the Mariners majority owner, Kevin. I'm sorry, not Kevin. John John Stanton. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I mentioned earlier, they wait a while, see where things, where the wind's blowing, and then then it's announced that, that Mather resigns. And Stanton, first of all, oh, my God. If you ever want to see a train wreck, watch their, the press conference. They couldn't figure out Zoom. So I was listening. I was listening to this on KJR, and uh, it was during the Ian Furness show. And and Ian Furness was like, you know, they're trying to get it. They're on live radio and they're waiting. And you know, first you can't hear Stanton, and then you he can't hear the questions. And 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 you know, uh, Furness said, In- insert joke here. Mm-hmm. Like it's this is so Mariner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. It was you know. So it's just. You know, people have been using Zoom for a while. Yeah. Maybe a major sports organization can figure yeah. it out. But yeah, 
um, during this, first of all, the, all he did at first was read the statement that he had already put on, on Twitter, word for word. Mm-hmm. And um, Ryan Divish of the Seattle Times said, if he hadn't resigned, would you have fired him? And he said, his answer was, I didn't have to answer. I didn't have to make that decision. You know what your answer is, bro? Of course I would have. Fuck yes, I would have. Of course I would have. Because he's an idiot. Of course I would have fired him. That's your answer. Um, you know, people, this is the same ownership group that has owned the team for 20 years. That They reshuffled it a little bit, but it's the same dudes. There's no coincidence. Yeah. Like, there's no coincidence that we've, we haven't made the playoffs for the amount of time that these people have been in charge. They don't care. Don't, they don't they don't even see what winning could do for them. Yeah. Like go back and watch 1995, you idiots, yeah. when there were 60,000 people in the worst stadium in baseball mm-hmm. because they were starting to win games. This town will go watch a winner. Go win some games, but they don't really care about that. They Look just, what happened in this no one gave a fuck about the Seahawks. Yeah. And now we're the loudest stadium in all sports. Yeah. So we need to see that you're trying to win, but they don't care. They don't. They don't see that, and they don't care. They want to sell more popcorn. It's an and- investment. <laughs> At the end of the day, a sports team is a good investment. Yeah. You're always gonna make money unless something crazy like COVID happens. Which, by the way, even if they lost a little money, they'll make it right back next year. Yeah. So, um, it's an investment for some people, unfortunately, and we have to realize that. And I think. I don't know how you do this, but steps should be taken to weed those people out. The yeah. the the, the weed the business people out of the sport. Like, if you're gonna be a businessman in this sport, put people in place that want to win to handle all the other shit. Yep. And then you handle the business shit. Otherwise, don't be don't be an owner in the game. If if you're just all about let's how how do we make money? Which by the way, if you don't think winning is the way yeah. you make money, you're fucking stupid anyway. Winning is pretty good business. Yeah. Look at just look at yeah everywhere else and dude, Theo Epstein better he better have been his first phone call. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get that guy, but it better have been his first phone call. Mm-hmm. Doubt yeah. it was. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, he's gonna be a clown. He's gonna be on the list too pretty soon. Yeah. He's gonna be in that same. Yeah. He, this is just how it's going to be, I believe, for this franchise. For sure. All right. Um, I'm just going to continue the music. So this seems like an innocent tweet, but when your former coach goes to Texas and becomes a head coach and the entire state is freezing over yeah. and people don't have water or heat and people are uh, actually people dying. Died. People are really people dying. Died. This is not something you tweet. And from what I've heard, apparently the USC social media team has repeatedly done yeah. fucking stupid shit, which I didn't even know. But yeah, this is a tough one. Just tweeting essentially 72 and sunny. Like, and this is right when all the Texas shit was popping off with, with the storms. So. Yeah. So basically Sark said, oh, I, you know, I like recruiting in California. Good relationships there. You know, I feel like we can do some work there. And then USC puts that out the next day, and it's obviously a comment toward oh yeah, your state Which, freezing over. By the way, if this was about twenty percent not as bad and people weren't dying, this would be hilarious. Yeah, this would be hilarious. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just it, too much shit is happening and it turns horrible. Yeah. So yeah, that's my not, first one. Not funny. No. You got anything else on that? Um. Well, you. I remember USC putting out a video of like at the very 
early in the pandemic, they put out like a hype video. Nobody's wearing masks. Yeah, you know, they had, yeah. So they had to pull that down. So you're right. They've they've continually done stupid things like this. Yeah. And then a little bit more of a high note, uh, clown of the week is someone in Vegas did put a $10,000 bet on the Wizards to win the finals, which would net $5 million. It's a great payout. Yeah, great payout, great odds. The problem is it will never fucking happen in a million years. You could simulate this NBA season probably a million times and it wouldn't happen. Do you think they won in a million? If you simulated the season one million times, no. Do you think the Wizards win once? No chance. No chance. I would, agree. Would you put a quarter on me winning the hundred meters at the 2021 Olympics? Hey, I mean, if I bet a quarter on you to win that, that probably pays out seven billion dollars. Yeah, that so, would be all the money in the world. Would so you, you know what? Up, I would just you'd because. You'd give up the quarter. <laughs> yeah, I would give up the quarter because <laughs> it's a quarter. No, but if I no, not in this case. Let's do. Giving up 10k for five mil. Yeah. Sounds like you know you you just hear give up 10k bet for a five mil odd or you know yeah 10k sounds... bet for five mil payout sounds great, but obviously this will never happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stupid. Do you have any? Do you have another clown or is that, is that your only? Ten million. That was that's enough clown for. Yeah, I think we've had enough clown. <laughs> All right. So let's move into the uh, the player in our lock of the week. Which one do you want to go with first? Uh, my lock of the week is Pacers minus two tonight. I don't even remember who they're playing. Okay. But they're going to win by more than two points. <laughs> All right. Pacers, let's see. Wait, who are they playing? Who are they playing? <laughs> Where are the Pacers? Are they playing tonight, Dad? Um, could have been tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Where is it? Oh, they're playing the Warriors. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, okay. They're going to win by three points. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, give Put your me... 10K on that. <laughs> Give me, uh, let's see, hold on, let me find, what's the over-under on this game? It is, do-do-do, 214, oh, Jesus, 214? I was going to say take the under on the Heat-Raptors game, but it's only 214, so. Only 214. Yeah. It's funny how things have changed. Yeah, yeah. I looked at some of those and I couldn't take the overs on anything because they were all like two thirty plus, and the Nets aren't playing today. So yeah, even though I lost that last week because yeah. LeBron James, yeah, baby, they only scored ninety eight points. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, give me the Rockets minus four against the Cavs. Cavs have been struggling. Just yeah, plain and simple. Just give me the give me the Rockets minus four. Now we'll snake draft this. All right. There is a player that was an all-star starter last year. There's three players, by the way, that were all-star starters last year that were not are not an all-star this year. Mm. Um, be pissed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I was looking at him thinking, hmm, which one is the one that's gonna take this personally and go off? And I'm gonna go with the one that has the ball the most in his hands. Definitely just putting up the most shots, uh, highest uses percentage. And and that would be Trey Young. Mm. I think Trey Young goes off against a team who just had two All Star uh, All Star elect electees. Sure, two yeah. All Star elects. Yeah. They had two All Star elects. The Celtics. Celtics had uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both make the All Star game, and they're by the way below five hundred. Two All Stars. Kind of interesting. Wow. But give me yeah, give me Ice Trey to go off tonight. You'll see him do this. He's gonna hit a. He's gonna hit like a thirty. This is this is my. This is uh, this is gonna happen tonight. You will see a highlight of Trey Young hitting a thirty-five footer and then doing this, going ice tray because nice. he's cold. He will do that tonight. 
And then he's going to say, and I took it personally. And I took it personally. Yeah. yeah and um, by the way, not surprised he didn't make the all-star team if he wasn't a starter because coaches vote on that. And oh. he is in that hardened territory of, right. like, he gets a guy. What His, his whole move is he'll go, he'll go around a screen and then have a guy on his back, and then just slow down and bump and just shoot a floater. Uh, yeah. like that's his whole. That's his whole game. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's one of those guys. You know, it's weird. Harden and Trey Young are the most and least entertaining players to watch in the NBA. Right. Because watching them work and they're watching their offensive genius, even the way they draw fouls is like how like holy shit, how do they do that? But then also the game moves at a mile a minute. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or not a mile a minute, a mile an hour. Mile a minute's fast. That is pretty fast. Mile a minute, sixty miles an hour. Yeah, slower uh, than that. Slow mile mile an hour. <laughs> um, all right. Well, did you already say your no? My you, player yeah, of your the player. week is Remy Martin. Huh? For ASU. Okay. Because they're playing Washington. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Fair enough. They yeah. just played Washington yeah. the other night and beat them very badly. I don't even remember what the score was. Hey, 30, tough 30 to beat points. a team twice. No, it's not. <laughs> They're gonna destroy Washington and Remy, Remy Martin. Whoever Give me two walks of the week. Just. They're covering. I don't know what the spread is. I know. They're covering. I, I, I wanted the, the spread. I couldn't find the spread, but I, I'm like, it's probably the spread's probably going to be like 30 points or something. Um, Slam it, if baby. It, if that spread is under 30, give me it. Take it. Give me it. Yeah. Run with the points. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. It's definitely wreck. good that we didn't do the uh, the NFL bets. We're almost an hour and a half in. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got anything else regarding any of the topics we have spoken of today? Uh, no, I just wonder how the Mariners, I say no, and then I'm talking. Yeah. Um, the, I wonder how the Mariners are going to recover from this. I think these top players don't trust the organization. If they ever did, they sure don't now. And, and I, I don't, I don't think that getting rid of one guy solves the problem because I think as a player, you're sitting there going, all you motherfuckers are yeah. thinking that. Yeah. And you we're all thinking you're all the same. You were all thinking that I don't care what you tell me. Yeah. And right now we have such a, a young core of seemingly excited players, yeah. players that are like they're repping the Mariners on Twitter and all yeah. this stuff. And then you're fucking it all up by doing this. Mm-hmm. It, I, you know, it doesn't take much more for me to not feel bad if Julio Rodriguez says, fuck this, I want to play somewhere else. Yeah. It's like we're a few steps away from that, but we're getting there, man. Like we're getting close to the point where I don't blame these people for leaving and they haven't even stepped foot on Safeco Field yet. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's not crazy. You're yeah. not even there yet and you're already thinking yeah. about how to get out of town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, uh, other than that, uh, mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right um all right follow us on twitter at mason charles co eric 29 like comment subscribe on the youtube um you heard him talk about Goosehead and his book in the past however many episodes so go ahead and check those out other than that um you got anything any last thoughts nada nada all right well sorry for not posting last week um you know devastating I'm, devastating i know you guys are all really missing it but um i'm hoping to 
maybe get another solo podcast out soon. I don't really know. Those are they're really hard. <laughs> they're really hard. So yeah. Anyway, other than that, um, is that an alien? I think I just saw an alien. <laughs> you probably did. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Anyway, peace. So, yeah.